Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Saturday evening right here in Northeast Alabama, and that means you're listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lassiter. That better fucker. There you go. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, just do you. That don't work. No. I'm going to do this all fucking night. Oh, my God. Fine. You hit him with the next line. I don't know what the next line is. Is this shit scripted? What, what do we always do at the start of every show? Who's writing this shit? Like we always do at the start of every show, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women turning overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything you are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Put your goddamn phone down. I'm a grown ass man. I do what I want. <sighs> At least I didn't blow the fucking surge protector up. I didn't blow it up. It's still working. Hey, everybody, ask him how many times we've started the show. <laughs> this is the second time. <laughs> yeah. I hope there won't be a third. I mean, we've made it this far. Motherfucker, we damn near made it this far last time. No, the fuck we didn't. You were fitting to get into the whole troops thing when the thing said, poof. <laughs> right in my ear hole, too. Like, I heard the power go off. Normally, you just see it. I fucking heard it. That's a whole new level of surge. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm, 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 mm. Some of you might be wondering, we didn't get an episode last week. No, well, we recorded one. And then thought better of uploading. And, and, then, and then we thought better of uploading because OPSEC is a thing. Well, you know, I tried to tell you before you said the thing, and then you said, fuck it, I'm going to say the thing, and then you said the thing, and then we didn't upload the thing. Well, I mean, here's the thing. How many times can we get thing in this episode? As I pointed out to you last night, and as I have pointed out to you multiple times in the past, you know, a lot of people were concerned about the, you know, okay, a little bit of context here. One of the things we talked about was the Chinese balloon, because that was the big thing going on last week. That's the meme of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were concerned that, you know, this thing was taking surveillance photos and, you know, all kinds of espionage spy type shit for the Chinese. I wasn't worried about that shit at all. I'm not saying you were. I wasn't worried about it either. Because Google exists. Yes. I hear collective minds out there right now going, but why would you not be worried about the Chinese taking pictures of us and spying on us? Well, because Google Maps is a thing. Dude, I can turn by turn take you to things on Paris Island having never been there. Yes. <laughs> if you know what sort of things to look for, you can find some things that the enemy should not have access to. Those of you who were in the military... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let this little secret out there because it's not a fucking secret. The ammo supply point. We cover the bunkers with grass. All of the bunkers that we store all of our uh, munitions and explosives on base and everything. Yeah, all the tops of them are covered with grass. So that way, in a satellite photo, it looks like just a big-ass open field. Except it doesn't. 
So, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Um, <laughs> Google Maps, you can look up satellite images of military facilities. Like, <laughs> OPSEC is out the fucking window now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Google. If you know what the fuck to look for, you know, Matt and I, we were riding around last night looking for a thing. We found the thing. We found the thing. We narrowed down where the thing was, like to the street that it was on. And then we used Google Maps to find the thing. And then drove past it and pointed and went, hey, there's the fucking thing. Yeah, there's the fucking thing. We found the fucking thing. And no, it's not illegal. It's no, just, we it's don't want not. people to know what we're finding. Yes. It's a secret. <laughs> we'll call this a mystery mouse tool. <laughs> Opsec. Uh, mystery mouse tools. So, yeah. I'm not so much worried about the Chinese taking pictures of us and shit because <laughs> Google exists. Yeah, it really does. Now, I was more concerned with, you know, what if it had like an EMP? Yeah. You know, yeah. 60,000 feet, that's a pretty good altitude to just go ahead and detonate one of those. Yeah. About three of them. Well, I think it might take about five, but three of them would hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> five might be a total black blackout for the entire country and portions of Canada and maybe some of Mexico. I don't think Mexico would be affected by it that much. It depends on where the balloons were located. I mean, I'm just saying there's a whole lot of places in Mexico where technology hadn't really caught up yet. The motherfucker still got power. In some places. Like like right across the border, they got power. In some places. Like like Juarez has power. It's a shithole. It's got <laughs> fucking power. Oh, Jesus Christ. So um, another thing that we discussed last week. Um, the movie that I was in, Root, <laughs> yeah, is now available on Amazon. Yep, it sure is. Um, he signed his first autograph last night, folks. No, that was not my first autograph. Well, your first that autograph. was my first autograph around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, pretty funny. That's uh, that's the second time I have actually signed somebody's ticket book at a, at a restaurant. <laughs> um. No, so uh, Matt and I watched the film. Uh, what did we say? It was better than the first one, Rosalie. Yeah, definitely better than the first. Uh, still had some things left to be desired. There were um, some continuity issues. Some continuity issues. Uh, you know, uh, guy shooting a gun with his finger off the trigger. Yeah, that's a problem. That's uh, that's that's. <sighs> Not the take I would have used for that. Yeah, probably not. You're going to want to get the finger on the trigger if you're actually supposed to be shooting the gun. Yeah. Um, audio editing issues. Yeah, that was... And, and, and as I pointed out, uh, it just felt rushed. Yeah. Like, all the dialogue felt rushed. Well, not all, but... You know, there's a lot of... There was... There was the first scene was like a setup scene for your character. And it was like... The dialogue before you got there was just rushed. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're on the air, I haven't even asked you this. I want to get your opinion. How did I do? Uh, you know, um, you could definitely tell it was your first uh, movie. It wasn't like you were, like, shattering the fuck out of it. You, <laughs> you didn't go shattering mode. But you could, you could with, with, with actors, you can tell when, when they're experienced. 
Yeah. Like, you can you can tell. Like, you watch, even with, like, Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. You go back to some of his earlier films, you're like, okay. He yeah, Bill doing, and Ted. <laughs> he hasn't been doing this long. But now you watch him in, like, Matrix and John Wick and all that, and you're like, he's a fucking good actor. But, Absolutely, yeah. Like, it wasn't bad at all. Um, in the scope of things, probably better than most. Better than most. Um, that was said about Tiger Woods, so I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take what I can get at this point. Um, but it's, that, that just that film as a whole wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, and like I said last week, like the story, like if I had just read that as a script, I'd be like, man, this is a fucking, this is fucking good. Like it had a good story. The execution wasn't there. Right. It was the execution that really killed it. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I like, I, I like the, the, the whole overall premise of both movies. Like, even, the, even Rosalie, it had a good, it was a good idea. Speaking of, so this is supposed to be a three-parter. Oh, Riri. Yes, Riri. Let me see if I can get this pulled up here. Any day the signal decides to work. Ah, good luck. Wait, so you had, ah, Ro- there you had, it is. You had Rosalie. Uh-huh. Then you had Root, which was the prequel. Yep. Does that mean they're doing a sequel to Rosalie? Uh-huh. So is that is that the sequel to I'm, I'm I'm assuming so. I am assuming so. Because We're not going to disclose any info about it right now, but Well, it was just standard reason, like you wouldn't do a sequel to the prequel. <coughs> like that, that wouldn't make sense. Like we've already established these characters. I mean, they kind of did Star Wars well, did it. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> you had the trilogy, and then you had the prequel trilogy, and then you had... The sequel trilogy, and then you, and then the, you had some fillers in between for Han Solo and Rogue One, and... Yeah. You know you know what? I've actually been watching Star Wars a lot here right, lately, and I don't know why. Sometimes I just get on a Star Wars kick. And I went back through, and I was watching the uh, the prequel trilogy. Right. With, you know, Hayden Christensen and all that. And the more I watch it, the more I'm like... He didn't do a bad fucking job. It was just shitty writing. Yeah, yeah. He like Hayden Christensen did not do a bad job as Anakin Skywalker. Like he played the character as he was told to play the character. They were like, "This is your script. This is what we want you to do." And he was like, I'm "Not sure I'd go at it about that way, but all right, here we go. I'm going to do the best I can with what I was given." I actually saw a meme the other day. <laughs> Showed a uh, showed a height comparison between Anakin and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much the same height, but they're not supposed to be. And then it showed a height comparison between Vader and Obi Wan, and Vader's got you know solid eight inches over Obi Wan. <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, Darth Vader's supposed to be like six four, six five. And <laughs> someone wrote on the meme: Palpatine opted for the option to extend Anakin's legs when he became Darth Vader, so that way he would ensure he had the high ground over Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm curious. I want to know how tall Hayden Christensen is. He's I, he's six one. Yeah, he's same height as you and McGregor. So, like, they really should have done because 
the whole thing with like because <clears throat> I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube as well about Star Wars because I really do like Star Wars. Oh, and like the whole thing about like Anakin and Darth Vader was their fighting their fighting style. Yeah, it's supposed to be power based. Yes, he was supposed to be a bigger more imposing force. Right. He used brute strength rather than relied on the force. Like, he would just beat you with a fucking lightsaber. Like, if you were dueling with him, he's every time he strikes, he's hitting with everything he's got. That was his fighting style. And th- that's really where they dropped the ball on that, is they should have found a way to make Hayden Christensen look bigger. Like, he, he could have been skinny like he was. Like, yeah. Like, he had musculature, but they should have found a way to make him taller. Yeah. Uh, to, to more fit the character. Um, because if you watched at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when he's standing there looking out at the, the Death Star being built, he's, like, towering over Palpatine. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Where was this? Like, this motherfucker grew. Those were the leg extension add-ons that Palpatine opted for. <laughs> fucking had to be, because I was like, this guy got fucking taller in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Like, this is bullshit. Of course, Palpatine was also an old man. He was also probably hunched over, too. Eh, he was actually in pretty good health until Mace Windu fucked his world up. <laughs> he was like, force lightning, you say. <laughs> Redirect. <laughs> Do no reverse, bitch. <laughs> Oh, I God. think that is the. I think that was the Jedi equivalent of no you. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, I've been watching that. It was. It's, I, I'm people going. People going hate, but I, I, it was good. I enjoy it. I have heard. I don't know how much validity there is to this, but I have heard that they are actually talking about going back and redoing the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I heard they were going to retcon the fuck out of that shit. Yes. And they need to. Because, and a lot of it, from what I have heard, is because of Kathleen Kennedy. I haven't heard that. That's, it's, uh, I mean, she's also the reason why Jon Favreau almost left The Mandalorian. Yeah. But I hadn't heard they were going to retcon an entire trilogy because of one actor. Producer. What, oh, producer. Yeah. But still, like, that. I mean, I, I'm okay with it. Because what pissed me off the most about that, the whole sequel, the whole sequel trilogy, yeah. was, okay, Daisy Ridley. I'm okay with her being a Jedi. Yeah. But they set Finn up to be a Jedi, a stormtrooper turned Jedi, yeah. and never cashed in on it. And I was fucking pissed. So... <clears throat> I think the setup was there. I don't think it would have worked, though. But it could have. I don't think it would have worked. I was that's I, I was hoping for that. And the thing is, all throughout Star Wars canon, everything that I've always heard is only Force users are able to wield lightsabers. Yes. He wielded a lightsaber. He did, but... I don't think he is. I don't. I'm, I don't think he is. I don't think he's force sensitive. I don't think he he's had force to user. have been to even wield that weapon. That and is, the reason why I say that is there was no build up to that. There was no subtle hints. No I, I, Easter eggs. There, there, no. There kind of was. If you if you remember in the original 
the first film of that sequel trilogy. After he he's on a, a planet and he's a he's a stormtrooper, right? And they are executing people just left and right, right? You get this scene where he pulls his helmet off, right? And he's just looking around at everything they're doing. It's almost as if something is telling him that what he's doing isn't right. Are you saying stormtroopers can't have morals? No, they're they 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 were clones at one point. They were. But it was almost as if the the force was speaking to him and going, "Hey, buddy, um, this ain't right." <laughs> and then he leaves the first order and meets up with everybody from the films, and he does wield a lightsaber. So that to me shows that he's at least force sensitive. I don't know. That's a stretch. You can be force sensitive and not be a force user. That's that's a stretch. That's that's pretty thin. I don't think that's thin. That's pretty thin. You want it to be thin, but it's not. <laughs> it's pretty thin. <laughs> but they set him up to be a Jedi and never cashed in on that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna need you to go know. back and watch that trilogy again. I don't know. It's pretty thin. I don't think so. I tell you what, I like though. So I've got Disney Plus. Boo. <laughs> Only reason I have it is because I'm paying for fucking Hulu. Fuck Chino. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Disney Plus is broken down. They've got the section for all the Marvel stuff, all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, they're bogarting every movie I want to watch. And what I fucking love. So, I grew up in the heyday of Star Wars. Ish. I grew up in the heyday of Star Wars. I grew up when the original Anakin Skywalker ghost was the original Anakin Skywalker ghost in Return of the Jedi. You mean Darth Vader? Anakin Skywalker. No, because in the original, it shows Darth fucking Vader standing there. No, it does not. Yes, it does. In the, no. Before they changed it, it shows Darth Vader standing there. I will show you exactly what it shows. Okay. What you doing there? You googling? Mm-hmm. You googling? Mm-hmm. He's googling, folks. He's googling. Ow! I nipped myself. Hey, still googling? Still googling? Who the fuck is that guy? That's the guy that played Anakin Skywalker. No, the fuck, it's not. <laughs> That's just some random motherfucker they got. <laughs> yeah, never had Darth Vader there. It was always Anakin Skywalker, but it was the original body actor, bodysuit actor for Darth Vader. Well, that makes more sense. But at any rate, they fucking retconned that shit and put Hayden Christensen in. Yeah, they did. Which I didn't like that. I, it makes sense. It makes sense. To, it, to me, it always made sense. Yeah, I didn't like that because... Why wouldn't they go back and retcon so that way you had Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, because Ewan McGregor, and this has always been my argument. You say that it should have been him because he went back to the light side of the forest when he died. And my argument has always been it showed the forest ghost as he was when he was a Jedi. Just because he did the right thing at the end of the movie did not make him a Jedi. So, they showed him at the end as Hayden Christensen because it was the last time you saw him as a Jedi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, however, grew up, became an old man, 
and was always a Jedi. So that they, they didn't have to retcon that because yeah, they had a younger actor play the younger Obi Wan, but that could have always stayed because he grew up. But in that one, I, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they should have just <laughs> left it the fuck alone. But again, like I said, I grew up in the heyday of Star Wars when they didn't go back and change every single fucking thing. Well, they were just trying to give continuity. Like, and don't get me wrong, there were things that I enjoyed that they went back and added, like the in A New Hope, the um, the one on one conversation between Han Solo and Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, I like that they added that in there because, for one, it introduces Jabba the Hutt early on, other than just by name. Yeah. So that way, when we get to the Return of the Jedi, we're not sitting there going, who the fuck is this goddamn big-ass slug-looking motherfucker? Well, yeah, but if you were a fan of Star Wars, you should have known who the Huts were. You should have, yes. Like, like everyone knows what the the Huts. But there there was a lot of things that just... They, they left them in for continuity's sake, and there was a lot of things they changed for continuity's sake. Yeah, so... But... They have, and I absolutely fucking love this, they have the Ewok movies on Disney+. Plus. The Ewok movies. I don't know if I could watch a movie about Ewoks. I fucking love them. The, uh, the Caravan of Courage, which was the first one. So, of course, these were, all, these were spinoffs of the Star Wars films. Return of the Jedi came out, and then the Ewoks were such a big fucking hit thanks to Return of the Jedi. They got their own Saturday morning cartoon back in the 80s. Which is really creepy, and you want to know why? Why? Ewoks were meat eaters. They were. They ate those stormtroopers. They did. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to think about that, but they did. They fucking ate those (laughs) stormtroopers. Like, big time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they had their own Saturday morning cartoon. Um, they got two spinoff movies, The Caravan of Courage and The Battle for Endor. Yes. Battle for Endor had a diabetes man himself, Wilford Brimley. But do you know why the Ewoks even existed in the first place? Why? Because uh, George Lucas loved the Wookiees. Mm-hmm. He loved that. He loved Chewbacca's character. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Right. But he wasn't sure if he was ever going to get to do that right so he took a wookie made it a midget they went to indoor <laughs> because they didn't have the budget to build more chewbacca's right so they went to indoor that's how you got wookies would never or fucking ewoks ewoks would have never <laughs> existed had he not loved chewbacca's character and that whole culture so much so you're saying George Lucas is into the furry thing. No, I'm saying that George Lucas <laughs> created the original Mini-Me. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I loved the Ewoks as a kid growing up. Oh, I watched the cartoons. Loved everybody loved the Ewoks as kids. I, I watched the cartoons. I loved the movies. I even spent, as crazy as this is going to sound, I went on Amazon and I paid... This has been like six years ago. I paid like 60 bucks on Amazon to get the dual DVD set of the Ewok movies. Yeah. (sighs) I I, I hope, 
that they redo the sequel trilogies. And I hope they do them better than they did the first time. Yes. Uh, I, however, with that being said, I do hope that they bring back some of the characters they had. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope Adam Driver comes back. Yeah. He was really good. As Kylo Ren? Yes, he absolutely. He was really good as Kylo Ren. I think that's the only way you would make it work, is you would have to bring back... You would have to bring back Daisy Ridley. Like, and I'm fine with her coming back. You would have to bring back Mark Hamill. Yeah. Princess Leia's kind of fucked. Yeah, you can't, can't, can't really do a thing with that one. Um, let's see here. Han Solo, you would have to bring him back. I want to do the played fan to come back. Like, and yeah, I, want them to, I want them to Jedi this motherfucker. Because it doesn't make any sense that... That she would be the only one. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean... It does, because, I mean, there's a reason they called it The Last Jedi. (laughs) No. No. No, no. No, no, no. 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 (laughs) There are way more people in that universe that were Force-sensitive and Force-adept... There was no reason for her to be the only Force user other than Kylo Ren. I mean... And she really wasn't because Leia... Could have also been a Jedi. She could have, yes. <coughs> but she also died. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, she really technically wasn't the last Jedi. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen these movies by now, what the fuck are you doing with your life? But she, I mean, until Leia died, she wasn't the last Jedi. She was just another person that could pick up a lightsaber. Like, because Leia could always use a lightsaber. I don't think she ever did, though. What? Well, not in the movies. But if you read, like... I'd have to go back and reread some of the books and everything. Yeah, in the books... there. Okay, so you have to figure out what's actually canon. Because I want to say, I read somewhere some of the, some of the canon stories uh, between um, Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Uh, or, not Rise of Skywalker. Which was the... Which one was the first one? The Force Awakens. Yeah, the Force Awakens. Between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens... I want to say there's a time period in there where, you know, Luke is, uh, he's training the new Jedi Order. Yeah, he was and the I, Grand Master of the Jedi Order. Yeah, and I want to say I read somewhere. He trained somewhere, Leia as a Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and I, you have to figure out what's canon. Because if I'm not mistaken, that what you're referring to was actually a Dark Horse comic series. I think so. And I'm not sure if that's considered canon. I think they are. If Dark Horse is considered canon... Then, not only was Leia a Jedi, um, Luke Skywalker actually becomes the most powerful Force user to ever exist. He is. That is canon. And he also becomes the first ever and only, I believe, Grey Jedi. No. Because he figured out how to use the dark and the light simultaneously. Yes. Never straying too far to one side and truly learning what balance in the force is. So he is definitely not the only because, and so, all right, so the lightsaber colors, there is actual meaning behind the lightsaber colors. There are, yes. It's not, unless you're Samuel L. Jackson and you're a bad motherfucker. You just get a purple one. And you just get a purple one because you want to be able to say, hey, that's me right there. Yeah. Which, That's that is literal. Like Samuel L. Jackson has told that story. He went to George Lucas and was like, "I want a purple lightsaber." And George Lucas was like, 
No, you can't have a purple lightsaber. Jedi lightsabers are either blue or they're green. Yeah, but I want a purple one. <laughs> like the second baddest motherfucking Jedi in the galaxy. <laughs> Which I don't know why he would say that. I, I he, he wasn't. Yoda. <laughs> he, he wasn't the second baddest. Dude, Qui-Gon Jinn would have fucked him up. He probably would have. Obi-Wan Kenobi could have fucked him up. Anakin Skywalker most definitely could have fucked him up. Yoda definitely could have fucked him up. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, hell, even Count Dooku with... You mean Dooku? With, with lightsaber. If it was lightsabers only, Dooku wins. <laughs> he was a bad motherfucker with a lightsaber. So... So, sorry there. That's, that is the only reason why a purple lightsaber exists is because Samuel L. Jackson is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And he actually got the prop guys to write on his lightsaber hilt, engrave on it, bad motherfucker. I wish that was in a camera <laughs> angle somewhere. God, that'd have been so cool. Um, but uh, It's like, oh my God, they have Polk Fish in this fucking galaxy too. <laughs> so, of course, the red lightsabers are affiliated with the Sith. Yes. The blue lightsaber is uh, a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Green lightsaber is Jedi Consular. Uh-huh. A yellow lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, according to canon, according to what I have read, yellow lightsabers were adopted by gray Jedi. Do you, do you know how red lightsabers are made? Like they don't just, I read about it. They but don't just exist in nature. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, they're no the uh, um, the kyber crystals are not no no they the those crystals give off generally only give off two colors blue and green yeah to make a red crystal um, you have to corrupt the gem you have to do something so heinous with it that it just corrupts the crystal and turns it red. Yeah. And that's how red lightsabers are created. And I found that so fucking cool. I was like, that is fascinating as shit. Like, he even he even made up a story about how the red ones happen. Yeah. So, but I don't get how they would create the yellow then, because generally speaking, it's blue or green. Because, and again... And I think, that, well, actually, I think they do have yellow stones. Yeah, they do. Um, and then... Like I said, the yellow is typically associated with a gray Jedi, which is why at the end of the film, the very last movie, Ray's lightsaber color is yellow. Yeah. Uh, Gray Jedi is, that'd be something I would like to see, like a movie about gray Jedis. We should do a, we should do a fan film about that. Like that, that could be cool. And I have lightsabers. We can do it. Yeah, they don't turn yellow. Yeah, they do. They do? They do. Oh, that's cool. It has... Um, I know it's got red. It's got red, purple, green, blue, uh, yellow, and I think white. Huh. What the fuck's the white for? I can't remember. Like, like there, there's, there's got to be a thing for that one. I'm about to look that up. Uh, but yeah, I love, I have always enjoyed the fuck out of some Star Wars. How did we get here? Ah, you know, I don't know. Like a half hour rabbit trail (laughs) 
on mostly Star Wars. You you started talking about uh, you've been on a Star Wars kick here lately. I have, man. <laughs> I watched all the entire prequel trilogy. Yeah. I haven't watched the Holy Trilogy just because they're boring to me now. <laughs> <laughs> the lightsaber duels weren't as good. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm like, look, I watch these things now. I'm like, that's what, okay, that, that, that was CGI back then. Cool. That's, oh, what's really good is the lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader in A New Hope. Yeah. You can see the electrical cord for the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like sticking up his fucking robe. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I can't remember how they did the lightsabers in the in the new trilogy or not the new trilogy, but the the prequel trilogy. They were uh, they were they were a simple. They were essentially like, uh, what are they called? Uh, Like Kempo sticks. Okay, so they just painted sticks. Yeah, green. So they could. Yeah, they they had the lightsaber hilts. Yeah. And they put ram sticks down in them. Yeah. And that. Is what gave so much real, real like made it so much more real. Yeah, because you can fucking smack the piss out of those. Yeah, and and then they just went in and CGI'd the blade colors onto them. Man, I bet that took fucking months. Oh, I'm sure it did. Good, I could, I would not want to be that guy. It's like I gotta track everything, every oh. single frame. Son of a bitch! I better be getting paid really good for this. <laughs> George better be coming off some fucking money. I want royalties for my grandchildren. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could not pay me enough to do that. Yeah, having to track, especially in the Phantom Menace, the Duel of the Fates, the lightsaber duel at the end. Yeah, Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and Quiet. You're having to track four lightsaber blades oh, in that battle, dude. No, fuck that. The Count Dooku and. Fucking Yoda. Oh, my God. When he turns into a fucking blender of green. (laughs) He turned into a green fucking pinball. (laughs) And follow that shit. Or the fucking... uh, And that whole thing. General Grievous, the robot. Oh, God. Four lightsabers. That was five lightsabers. Six. He He was battling Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, I'll tell you a really fucking bad one. You and uh, this one was entirely, for the most part, CGI. Had to have been the fucking arena battle. Oh Jesus, that was like there was like forty Jedi there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that that arena battle was stupid. At that point, I'd have been like, nope, fuck that hand to hand combat. <laughs> you better choke that droid out. I'm not doing this shit. You better pick up a blaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that would be a pain in the dick. Yeah. But like I said, I have lightsabers. We can make a fan film. Well, we could. Um, neither of us are agile enough to do that. Hope my wire team's ready. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we're not agile enough for that shit. Well, we can make it like the old school lightsaber duels where you there's no, not a that's, whole, <laughs> that's boring. Not a whole lot of flipping around, just holding it out in front of you and just swaying it back and forth. It's like we go up, <laughs> we go down, go left, we go up, we go down, and then someone gets hit in the face. Hey, you went off script. <laughs> we go, we go up, down, up, down, up, down. We don't change direction. 
<laughs> you actually hit me. I'm sorry. I just tried to try. I tried. I tried to do something new. This is why we have the meetings. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is why we have the meetings. So no one gets slapped in the face with a light. Can you name that movie? A million ways to die in the West. There you go. <laughs> of course I can name that one. <laughs> I've watched that movie probably 300 times. Oh my God. And that's a low estimate. <laughs> All right, we can move on to other things yes, now. Yes, we can. <laughs> Do we want to, though? I don't care. This is fun. <laughs> I, I, I I could talk about movies all day long. We could, but we won't. Right, we'll come back. I'm sure we will. We always come back. <laughs> because China, China you know, the balloon thing. Yeah. The balloon thing. I still think, you know, y'all didn't get to hear this last week. It's raining this dick off. It is raining fucking hard. That's actually picking up the mics. It is. I'm watching it on the board. <laughs> oh, it's only one more talking. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, what was I saying? The balloon. I still think 10th Artillery Regiment out at Camp Lejeune could have brought that thing down instead of the millions of dollars that we spent to send up a fucking f-22 to go shoot that bastard down with a fucking half a million dollar rocket but if i know marines like i think i know marines they were too busy mooning it and shaking their dicks at it i mean (laughs) a 155 has the range to take it down yeah but it was like (laughs) they were too busy mooning it like I'm sure 10th Marines were out in the field going, give us a chance. We can do it. Just give us the word. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they wanted to, but they were like, nah, we're just going to go on it. <laughs> now, granted. <laughs> just test out this fifth gen. Fire. Granted. We couldn't, uh, we, could, we couldn't risk that. <laughs> because, you know, gravity exists. What goes up must come down. And the water See, in order for them to have had the opportunity to be able to shoot it down, that balloon still would have been over U.S. oil. It wouldn't have been out in the water. Which is exactly why they didn't fucking do it. (laughs) But let's talk about the fact they sent up the fifth gen fighter. Oh, yeah, dude. You could have took that out with a fucking crop duster. (laughs) (laughs) A Red Baron with a fucking 50 cal machine gun. Just, Just fucking... Just strap some 50s on the front of a fucking crop duster and go at it. <laughs> Done. How much does that cost? $57. <laughs> As opposed to millions. We wasted millions of dollars on a fucking bullet. This is why our country's falling apart. So... All right, so realistically, no, we couldn't have used a crop duster because a crop duster is not going to make it to sixty thousand feet. No, but they could have been. They could have dusted off a Tomcat and been like, "Go hit that yeah, with a machine gun." Exactly. Just get a in there, and it's done. Just go fart at it. <laughs> <laughs> like one good fart burst, and it's done. But no, we had to throw a fucking million dollar missile at it. No. Fucking $500 hammers. <laughs> you literally could have threw a dart at it 
watched it fly around in little fart circles. <laughs> like literally just zip past it and with an art. Just done. How much does the art cost? $2. We did this with $2. I mean, we had to send a plane up, but we already had the plane. <laughs> we used what we had. We adapted. We were not going to use a million-dollar missile to take down a fucking balloon. Oh, my God. And apparently there there are fucking balloons. Some, some level of, we're going to call it what it is, UFO. <laughs> Unidentified flying object. That's that's how the government got away with that. Yeah. With acknowledging the existence of UFOs. Yeah. UFOs exist. There are things up in the sky that are objects that are flying, and we don't know what the fuck they are. So, therefore, they are unidentified. That makes them UFOs. I mean, it's technically true. It is. Anything that they can't explain becomes a UFO. Yes. We just shot one down recently, just a couple of days ago, over Alaska. Yeah. Now... A lot of people out there, I'm sure, are going, well, why didn't we waste any time shooting this one down? Well, because the fucking balloon was flying somewhere around 60,000 foot. Uh, 40,000 feet. 40,000. I'm talking about the balloon. Oh, the balloon. I thought you were talking about the new one. Yeah. I was like, no, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Balloon was going around a 60,000 foot ceiling. Yeah, it was, it was way up there. <laughs> Higher than your standard commercial aircraft will fly. Yes. This one that we just shot down... Like Matt said, around forty thousand feet. Yeah, that's, that's commercial a airliners hang out around that spot from time to time. Yeah, that's that that's a problem. Yeah, so uh, it was it was posing a risk to civilian aircraft. Yes, and so. again, <laughs> scramble the fucking fighters. Why? <laughs> like that one, we really could have got with something else. And and that's the other thing too is. It was it was smaller than the balloon. Like the balloon, they said was about the, the size of three buses. That's a big balloon. That's a big fucking balloon. That's just a whole lot of balloon. This they said was about the size of a small car. Now I don't know what they're comparing as a small car. Uh-huh. A Pinto is a small car. Yeah, a Volkswagen. A Geo Tracker is a small car. Geo Metro. <laughs> Yeah, a Beetle is a small car. Yeah, yeah. A Camry is a small car compared to some other vehicles. So, I mean, what, what's, what's the comparison here? Don't just say small car. <laughs> Give us something to go off of here. I want measurements. You know, like, <laughs> there's catfish in the Tennessee River over by the fucking Gunnersville Dam that's as big as a fucking Volkswagen. Yeah, that's a small car. Yeah, <laughs> But that's a big fucking fish. <laughs> yeah. Small car, big fucking fish. If it's big enough that I can fit inside of it whole, that's too big. <laughs> that's a nice fucking fish. Big fucking eyes. But, but a nice, nice fucking, fucking fish. fish. <laughs> oh. Oh, fucking bad boys. <laughs> bad boys, too. There's going to be a fourth one, I hear. <sighs> I wonder if Martin Lawrence will do it. I don't know. Supposedly, he's on board. We're getting back on movies again. We got to stop. You did that one. That one was you. You, the one who quoted the goddamn movie. You talked about fish, and it was the only fish quote I had in my brain at that moment. Could have said, fish are friends, not food. I could. No. Why would I say that? It's another movie quote. (laughs) Which movie? Finding Nemo. Oh, I've never watched that. That That would be why I couldn't. Nope. That wasn't there. 
I didn't have that one. Nah, well, it is what it is. I had nice fucking fish, big fucking eyes. <laughs> that's the fish quote I got. All right. Could have said you're going to need a bigger boat. That's not a fish. That's a shark. Different. It's a fucking fish. It's a murder fish. A shark is a fucking fish. It's a murder fish. It's still a fucking fish. That's a murder fish. And that thing was on steroids. <laughs> That's that's what created Jaws. Someone accidentally dropped some fucking wind straw in the ocean. And the shark ate it. Or someone was in the ocean doing steroids or having already done them. And the, fit, the shark ate that guy and then started roid raging everywhere. <laughs> so that's how that happened. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking murder fish. Goddamn murder fish. No, um, China, China getting a little bit ballsy. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I think North Korea is going to try and piggyback off of them. <laughs> they need to set this one out. <laughs> Look, listen here, uh, Kim. Can I call you Kim? Um, the big boys are talking. <laughs> Go sit at the kitty table and uh, just let us hash this one out. And we'll let you know where you fall in the pecking order. And, you know, just a few days ago I was reading... We launched an ICBM unarmed. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> towards China. <laughs> it was an oops. <laughs> that, to me, is the equivalent of unholstering your firearm and pointing it at somebody. <laughs> uh, no, that is the um, missile equivalent of FAFO. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a scale to that one. <laughs> the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. <laughs> right now, they're fucking around at a level of two. <laughs> so we, 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 uh, we responded at a level of seven. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about that. Japan, back in December of 1941, Eight they fucking both. <laughs> they fucked around at a level of like four. <laughs> and we responded at a level of what would have at that time was 10. We responded at fucking 10. <laughs> oh, really? Twice. <laughs> you want to sink our ships? We're going to sink your whole goddamn island. <laughs> no, there was no button to press. They were dropped from oh, yeah. <laughs> We dropped them from planes. <laughs> yeah, it was a little lever then. <laughs> well, that island's gone. Like, <laughs> And then, of course, one of the ships that delivered the parts for it Got hit, and then all of the people on the boat that survived had to deal with a murder fish. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of murder fish. That was not a good time. Do you know the name of the boat I'm talking about? Oh, my God. I cannot remember it. I cannot remember it. Robert Shaw gave hey, a yeah, very hey, good monologue about it in Jaws. He did, and I cannot fucking remember. As a matter of fact, I want to say he wrote that monologue. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I remember. Nicholas Cage was in a movie about it. They filmed down in Mobile. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the actual ship. The USS Indianapolis. <sighs> yeah, lots of murder fish. Back in the days when we named our boats after states and cities. Yes. Not the biggest Nicolas Cage fan, but USS Indianapolis was a good movie. I will say that. I haven't watched it. I want to say I have it on my voodoo. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. It's possible. 
I know I have it on video, so I, I can always let you borrow it. But yeah, uh, yeah. The more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find out. Yeah, but again, like I said, <laughs> the the problem with that though is. There are equal parts. Fuck, fuck around, find out here. Because, oh yeah, because we're not the sole nuclear power here. No, we are not. So, as a matter of fact, hasn't Putin been threatening nuclear retaliation for us sending tanks to Ukraine? Yeah, but I mean, come on, they got their fucking tanks stolen by farmers. How yeah. far is that fucking missile really going to make it? I mean, if anyone was going to do it, China and Russia are the two on my list that I'd be like, it's possible. Yeah, but... North Korea, not so much. Well, that's because it wouldn't make it out of their orbit. <laughs> but the thing about that is, is if... And this is what people just really have to understand, and this may just be me just being a cocky fucking American. But um, we have not taken the gloves off of the war machine since the 1940s. Well, there's this thing called the Geneva Convention that us and a couple of other countries think we have to follow. Yeah, uh, fuck that thing. Um, We have not taken the gloves off the war machine since the 1940s. Every conflict we have gone into since the 1940s, we have Mm self-restrained. We've said, okay, we're going to do this, but we're not going to do this. We'll get to this point, but we're going to not go past that point. If we cannot use 50 cals on soft targets and packs. We cannot shoot at people with 50 cal. I wasn't shooting at it. I wasn't shooting at him. I was shooting at the backpack he was wearing. But if you nuke any city in America, even small town USA, Dare I say, even with a Democratic piece of shit president like Joe Biden and an ineffective Congress, the gloves are coming off. And, like, we will remind motherfuckers why we are the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah. Like, that's not something you... <laughs> we nuked America. What? <laughs> you, you did, huh? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That is the exact conversation that's going to happen after the fact. You, you know, why? Why in the fuck would you do that? Like, we just had them, like, chasing their fucking tail for a minute, and then you go and do some dumb shit. Like, now they're going to knock on our door with nukes. That'll, that'll be the conversation between China and Russia. China's going to go in, or Russia's going to go in either way. <laughs> Could go either way. <laughs> yeah. China goes into Russia. Yeah, we, we hit the U.S. with a nuke. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you did what? Uh, I'm going I'm to need you to get the fuck out of my office right goddamn now. <laughs> <laughs> you get this far. How far can you get your country away from my country? <laughs> oh, we're attached. Um, so when can we nuke a fault line and get you out in the ocean? <laughs> because I don't want you attached to me. Because anything attached to me is about to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no. That is not a good time. Because... And that's what I, I, I've always wanted to get people to understand is the fact that our military, while smaller than some other countries, is more battle-tested than any other land force uh, Yeah, on, on the globe. There is no other 
with the exception of, as much as I hate to say it, with the exception of the fucking Taliban, the American military is more battle-tested than anyone else. And uh, who trained the Taliban? That would be us. <sighs> yeah. So. Uh, See, here's the thing. Our military was tested and proven before our military was a military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> like, farmers were like, <laughs> Oh, you're the biggest! You're the biggest army in the world. I'm gonna shoot at them. <laughs> Don't do that. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> oh, I hit one. And, and that was that was the thing to be excited about back then too. Was you hit one? <laughs> and that's the Revolutionary War. <laughs> that's how that started. What was it? That thing that old uh, habitual line crosser said? It's like kicked so much ass there was such a lull at one point that i kicked my own ass yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's right like we fought so many wars we ran out of wars to fought we kicked our own ass and then we fought some more wars exactly (laughs) we're like well we ran out of people to kill well fuck it let's kill each other for a little while oh we got more people to kill okay cool let's (laughs) back together go kill those people we've literally been at war for 97 percent of our country's history yeah so, battle tested, yeah, um, and the and we're just talking about the weapons that we know about, yeah. Like you were in the military, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's weapons they have that even you don't know about. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing. Um, how about them Yankees? <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> no. Um. No, I did have uh, the high. I had uh, top secret clearance at one point. Yeah, which did not enable me. Still, like I had top secret clearance for things that I needed clearance for. Yeah, like just because I had top secret clearance doesn't mean that I could go over and say, "Hey, tell me about this new weapon system." Yeah, like just because. Top secret clearance does not mean you're read into every program at the Pentagon. Exactly. Um, I did, however, take part in the uh, training and testing to potentially bring back the Laws rockets. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, those things seemed fun. Those those were fun. Like, you remember the scene from Beverly Hills 2? Beverly Hills Cop 2, rather? Uh, where Judge Reinhold has got the Laws rocket... And he's reading the directions on it in the middle of a firefight. Yeah. <laughs> Pull pin. Extend. Billy! <laughs> Pull the... Oh, wow. <laughs> and then... Billy! Aim through here and then push this. And hits the truck. Yeah. Oh, fuck Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are fun. <laughs> Yeah, I could see how that. I actually like those better than. For one, they're a hell of a lot easier to transport than the AT4. Yeah, AT4s are big. They are like that. Just seems like an unwieldy piece of shit. They really are. I like the Laws rocket. They're small. They're portable. Although my my favorite scene having to do with shoulder fired munitions. <laughs> Was still in the army now. <laughs> <laughs> Private, you got that weapon system around backward. <laughs> and then he does it again. <laughs> when he needs suck on this all one time. Damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. 
We're we're like Michael Bolton in the Lonely Island video. Yeah, we're total cinephiles. <laughs> you complete me. <sighs> Everything. Whole a, town's a pussy just waiting to get fucked, dude. Everything is a movie reference. I'm sorry. Like we could like literally. World War Three could start right now. We could get drafted, get sent overseas, and we're still going to be screaming movie quotes at each other while getting shot at. <laughs> hey, this is like that one time. <laughs> this is like that scene from that movie. <laughs> Shut up and shoot. That's the movie. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really like that. It really is. <laughs> I could see that being the thing. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shut up, Carl. <laughs> we would be the Carls. <laughs> uh, and I'm okay with that. You've got every unit needs a Carl. He keeps shit fun. He does. <laughs> Annoying as fuck, but he keeps shit fun. Oh, Jesus. All right, we got to move on. Are you sure? We're having so much fun right We really are. We found a pocket. (laughs) The State of the Union. This will lead into another movie. It's got Chris Rock in it, I think. You know, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. (laughs) I'm just saying. I didn't watch the State of the Union because I don't give two shits about what Biden has to say because 90% of it is lies. I haven't ever watched the State of the Union regardless of the president because it's fucking lies yeah come to think of it i don't think i've ever watched the state of the union i, I never have i i've known we were fucked for 36 years now but um oh i turned something down yeah you didn't hear it because i got the channel muted but uh, that was loud as fucking the ear ball old ear balls there <laughs> No, I've got a I got a little uh, audio clip here I'm going to play. It's uh about a minute and a half long. This was during Biden's State of the Union address and specifically he was referring to uh the bill that uh Republicans want to pass to as he calls it sunsetting Medicare and Social Security. Uh yeah. And just listen to the response that he gets from this. My Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. proposal that means congress doesn't vote well i'm glad to see you and i tell you i enjoy conversion you know it means if if congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are they go away other republicans say i'm not saying it's a majority of you i don't even think it's even a significant but it's being proposed by individuals i'm not politely not naming them but it's being proposed by some of you Folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> could be heard numerous times throughout that clip. Yeah. Plain as day calling Biden a liar. And that was the appropriate response. It was. Uh, as we as we have talked about previously on the show, referencing that bill, yes, they want to do with they want to do away with Medicare and Social Security as part of their bill. Their bill, their plan is they want to implement a twenty three percent national tax across the board, national sales tax. Well, actually, it's, they're they're not doing away with Social Security and Medicare. They're doing away with us taking it. They're not taking it out of your check anymore. Yes, they're using yes. that tax to fund those programs instead of taking it directly from you. Yes. They want to implement a 23% national sales tax. You know, like I said, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show and uh, Biden's inability to tell the full story or, or rather his... Or even his, the truth at this point. Or rather his, you know, puppet handlers that are doing his tweeting for him. Yeah. And apparently even in speeches, he can't even tell the truth. So. Yeah. Um, so it's... It's not a lie. It's missing context. Uh, no, that was an outright lie. Well, yeah, that was. That one was an outright lie. Yes, they want to implement a 23% national sales tax. But in doing so, they're doing away with Social Security taxes, Medicare taxes. Federal income federal, taxes. Federal income taxes and payroll taxes. And the IRS. Defunding and, the, and yes. disbanding the IRS. Yes, they're getting rid of all that, and that 23% federal income tax is going to fund all of those programs. Yes. Less the IRS, because that's just going away. Yes. And, you know, the biggest uh, voice of contention that I hear about it is people who are in the lower income tax bracket that are only paying, like, 10% taxes right now. Yeah. Which, reasonably so. They had, you know, well, I only pay 10% taxes right now. Yeah, but what about the people that don't pay taxes at all? <laughs> Drug dealers, prostitutes, illegal immigrants. Yeah, but what they're failing to realize is gross pay becomes net pay. Yes. So you're offsetting that 23%. Yes. Just by not having any money taken out of your check. And you also control how much of your money the government gets by controlling your own spending. Exactly. You know, yes, there are things that are needed like fuel for vehicles, groceries, clothing, things like that. Things that you need to survive. Yeah. But wasteful spending like... The fucking ridiculous ass forty three inch antennas that we bought for our radios. <laughs> Those have been a little bit more expensive with that twenty three percent tax. Would have been a little bit more expensive, yes, but <coughs> excuse me. At the same time, we could have said, no, nah, we don't need those, and the government wouldn't have got any money from us buying those. Yeah. Let me just do a little little thing here. Well, let's see. Call it sixty bucks, so no, I'm on, I'm on, I'm doing something else. No. Okay. So let's say you spend a hundred dollars on groceries yeah a week yeah you're paying an extra you're paying 23 dollars in taxes yeah now that's just the federal tax there will yeah. be state. there's also sales tax on top of that, that as well yeah so it's going to be like a 33 percent tax yeah total but that sounds high but you're still making more money you are if you make 20 dollars an hour right now 
depending upon how your taxes are drawn up. Yeah, because there's all kinds of factors in there as far as dependents and how you file. And let's say you file single. No dependents. And zero. If you work 40 hours a week, uh, let's let's say you have insurance taken out and 401k. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring home somewhere between, depending upon your insurance and your 401k, you'll bring home somewhere between 550 and $600. Yeah. That's after taxes. Yeah. Okay, if you uh, if this gets implemented and all that goes away, okay, well, if you gross eight hundred dollars, take away your four hundred one k, take away your insurance, mm-hmm. and that's what you bring home. Yep. So guess what? You're making more money. You just got a raise. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And you didn't even have to do anything extra. No, you you literally you go from bringing home six hundred dollars or five fifty on the low end. To possibly, depending upon how much you're contributing to your 401k and how much you have coming in, uh, going out for your insurance, you could be bringing home 750. And I mean, you're basing it on people that have a 401k and insurance. Yeah. There are people that I know around here who work at places that don't have a 401k that don't have insurance. Yeah. So, I mean, if $800 a week is their gross pay, you're bringing home, you're bringing home $800 a week. Yeah. Like, why are you complaining? There's nothing to complain. And let's say you work at a fast food job where you don't have a 401k. Yeah. But you could still have insurance through them. You could, yeah. Okay. So let's say you make, uh, they like the $15 an hour thing. We wanted to fight for 15, didn't we? That's what we, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, 15 times 40 is 600. Let's say your insurance is 26 bucks a week. Fucking insurance are you buying? That's what my insurance is. Mine ain't. <laughs> uh, my Blue Cross. Um, five seventy four. You'd be bringing home five seventy four a week. Hmm. That's better than all the taxes that are coming out of your check because that six hundred dollars turns into four hundred dollars real fast. Yep. So you're oh. actually getting a raise. Now, are you spending more on goods and services? Yes, you are. But again, you control. Your spending. But you know what actually this would you know what this would actually do? This would actually make Americans more self sufficient. No, it would just make Americans bitchy because they're having to pay more for their fucking uh double espresso iced latte and all that other shit. See, it's gonna make me more self sufficient because I'm gonna go, hmm. I got a leak. I need a plumber. I can pay 23% taxes on that plumber, services rendered, Mm -hmm. or I can figure out how to fix it myself and just pay 23% taxes on on the the supplies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that one because it's cheaper. Yeah. The more you know how to do, the less money you have to spend. Yeah. If you know how to plant a garden, then you offset some of your food costs right there. Yeah. If you grow and if you grow, <laughs> if you own chickens, eggs and chickens, guess what? You've offset food costs there. Yeah. Become more self-sufficient and this tax won't even affect you. Yeah. Not in a real impactful way. Yeah. Like there are things you're going to have to buy. Absolutely. Like you, unless you figured out how to make like reusable shit tickets, you got to buy toilet paper. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's going to cost you 23% more to wipe your ass. But that's better than doing it with your hand, isn't it? I don't know. The Iraqis seem to like it. Well, that's just because that's what they do. Give they, them some, they spackle. Give them some toilet paper, and they might be like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> they spackle. Or you could be like, you like that? You spackle? Try a wet wipe. <laughs> yeah. Game fucking changer, ain't it there, buddy? Yeah, game changer. Like... I see I see both sides of the argument and I'm in the I'm in the party of for it. Yeah, like I'm for it because 100% cuz it gets rid of the IRS. It gets rid of the IRS. Yes, I'm bringing home more money in my check. Yes. And again, the motherfuckers that are dodging taxes have to pay them now. Now have to pay taxes. That's like literally drug dealers, prostitutes, illegals. Yeah, it's you know, like nobody wants to talk about the fact that illegal immigrants do not pay taxes like we do. They do pay taxes, like you just can't, not like we do. You can't say that they don't pay taxes because that is that is false. But they don't pay them like we do. Well, I know a few that work under the table. Well, yeah, uh, under the table work does exist. But if you are an illegal immigrant and you work at a factory, you pay taxes. Taxes are taken out of your check. Yes. Now, the difference is, at the end of the year, they cannot do their taxes and recoup any of that money like we can. Right. That's why, and I don't even blame them for doing this. They already know that, so they'll say that they'll up their dependence. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's going to be able to check that. Like, sorry, but in order to have that work, in order to be able to work... They have to have a social security number that will pass that background. Yeah. If it ever gets ran. So that's a stolen identity. Yeah. And and that is just the nature of that. And nobody wants to talk about that is it has to be a clean identity. Yeah. So with that being said, they can't actually file their taxes. Mm-hmm. So they can just run their dependents up and they're never going to get checked. Yeah. So with that being said... Yeah, this forces them to pay taxes. It forces drug dealers to pay taxes. It forces anybody that makes under-the-table money to pay taxes, which alleviates a lot of the tax burden for the average citizen. Mm-hmm. Because they are going to... 23 is where they're starting. After four or five years, they might go, oh, shit. We, uh, we overestimated <laughs> We recouped more money than we thought we would. (laughs) We can actually... We can dial that back to 13%. Drop that down a little bit, and it's probably going to be okay. Now, Of course, the government being the the money-hungry whores that they are, they wouldn't do that. (laughs) I don't think they'll actually do it, but what I'm saying is it lessens the tax burden. And we always hear about this debt ceiling, this debt ceiling, this debt ceiling. If we're recouping so much money, we can actually pay off some of our debt. Yeah. Which, as of right now, as it currently sits, we cannot do. You know, what would be really nice is, you know, we could do the same thing as if we could start going after these motherfuckers that we've loaned money to when we didn't have money. Like, hey, Ukraine, you know the uh, billions of dollars that we've sent you in aid? Well, here's a receipt. Yeah, but those billions of dollars are just a drop in the fucking bucket. I'm just saying, like... For the hundreds of countries that we've sent money to over the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years. 
Yeah. <laughs> it would it would help. You know what my favorite thing to do is? I love showing people that don't know about it the M1 money stock. I love showing them that. <laughs> because, man, that will change your fucking life. If you see that graph, you're going to be like, oh, wow, we really are fucked. That's cool. Yep. We got one more thing we're going to talk about here. And then who knows, we might rabbit trail into something else. It usually happens. I saw this earlier. And just the, for one, the irony just really, really hit me. And it says, this is, uh, this is from theblaze.com. Anti-police baker died. After violent robbery. Anti-police baker died after violent robbery. Yeah. She was a baker. She liked to bake things. Okay. She was anti-police. So she, we, we could probably safely say she was in the defund the police party. Well, I'm not taking a real hard stance against that. I'm just saying we could probably say. Yeah, I mean, safe, safe to assume that. Anti-police baker died after violent robbery. Family doesn't want criminals linked to her death prosecuted as a way to honor her social justice values. Okay. A California baker who identified as an anarchist and social justice advocate died after she was the victim of a brutal theft. Family and friends don't want the criminals who are linked to her death to be prosecuted because that would allegedly go against the woman's values. Now, I'm going to say this right off the bat, that that's fucking bullshit. Before I even go any further, I'm calling it right now. It's fucking bullshit. And as I read further on in the article and give you a little bit more context, you'll understand why I say it's fucking bullshit. Jennifer Angel went to a Wells Fargo bank branch in Oakland on Monday afternoon. A car pulled in front of her vehicle and blocked her from leaving. A spokesperson with the Oakland Police Department said that around 12.30 p.m., an individual broke into Angel's car while she was in it and stole an item, then ran back to a waiting vehicle. Now, this is why I say... Bullshit. Angel chased after the thief and got caught in the door of the fleeing vehicle. She was reportedly dragged down the street for more than 50 feet, hitting her head several times. Now, somebody who was, you know, a social justice advocate and anarchist and so on and so forth. No, you know, defund the police, don't like the police, whatever you want to call it. I I would think, you know, probably wouldn't have gone chasing after the person. Eh. Eh. I mean, it's a stretch. Not really. It's a stretch for sure. Because you got to look at it this way. Even if you are an anarchist and a defund the police type person, like, I'm a big fan of anarchy and not a huge fan of cops. <laughs> I could fall into said category. So, but if you steal something from my car, I'm going to chase you down. So, 
But why I say the uh, the family saying it would legend it would allegedly go against the woman's values. Obviously, she feels some level of, you know, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Mm. I have no idea what you're searching for. Uh, some some level of uh, social morals, we'll say. Yeah, not 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 really. And here's why: because a normal person <laughs> that didn't have the same beliefs as her would have just called the cops. She, rather than calling the cops, decided to take matters into her own hands, which is why she, unfortunately, was killed. Um, so, had she just called the cops, she would still be alive. But, it was against her moral framework to do that. Yeah, see. So, she took the matters into her own hands and, unfortunately, was killed. Let's see here. So it goes on to say, uh, family and friends of Angel issued a statement. Uh, it's with very heavy hearts that we announced that Oakland Baker, small business owner, and uh, social just social justice advocate. God fucking damn, I cannot talk tonight. Advocate? No, it's activist. Oh, activist, okay. <laughs> small business owner, social justice activist, and community member Jen Angel has been medically declared to have lost all brain function and will not regain consciousness. Her official time of death was 5.48 p.m. Yeah. We know Jen would not want to continue the cycle of harm by bringing state-sanctioned violence to those involved in her death or to other members of Oakland's rich community. As a longtime social movement activist and anarchist, Jen did not believe in state violence, carceral punishment, or incarceration as an effective or just solution to social violence and inequity. Yeah, so all that that was just said is just, it's, it, yeah, that might be how she felt. That might be true. And they might not want to do the thing that, like, pressing charges. But here's the thing, okay? So with certain crimes, like like theft, mm-hmm. okay, well, if you steal something from me and I don't call the cops, it's not going to be investigated. Yeah. But if a person dies during a robbery, the cops have to investigate that regardless of what her wishes are or her family's or her friend's wishes are, the cops are going to investigate that. That's a murder. Yeah. It's getting investigated whether you want it to or not. You can even say you're not going to bring charges. You don't get a choice in the matter. It's murder. The state will bring the charges. The the friends and family proclaimed that the criminals involved in Jennifer's death should not be prosecuted. If the Oakland Police Department does make an arrest in this case, the family is committed to pursuing all available alternatives to traditional prosecution, such as restorative justice. No, the state's going to bring charges for murder. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And even if you are out front in that protest leading the charge, the state is still going to bring, in theory... I, this is California, so <laughs> who fucking knows? But in theory, the state will still bring charges. And if there is enough evidence to convict, they will convict. Yep. <clears throat> so if there is any camera footage of said incident, 
Whoever did it is probably going to get convicted. Well, it happened right outside of a bank, so I'm sure there's camera footage of it. So, yeah. So, whoever did it is probably going to get convicted. The family and friends say that Jennifer's death should not be used to further inflame narratives of fear, hatred, and vengeance, nor to advance putting public resources into policing, incarceration, or other state violence that perpetuates the cycles of violence that resulted in this tragedy. You know... (laughs) I seem to recall, can't remember the guy's name right off the top of my head, um, but he was a uh, Maricopa County Sheriff in Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sheriff Joe. Yeah. From most of what I've read, a good majority of the inmates from the Maricopa County uh, Jail out there uh they 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 didn't they didn't uh they, they they didn't go back out and commit any more crimes yeah probably not and the reason why was because they didn't want to go back to jail yeah no because jail's supposed to suck it is and um here's the thing about it they weren't i mean i, I can't say 100 percent because i've never been out there but um, to the best of my knowledge, violence was not used on the inmates. Yeah, like I said. Unless they, you know, fucked up and deserved it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, guards weren't just going around fucking just free range, beating the shit out of fucking inmates willy nilly. That we know of. That we know of. Um, you know, now if they, if they fucked around and, you know, started fucking up another inmate guards probably came in and, you know, batoned the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Or at the very least mace the fuck out of them. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's anywhere, but made them walk around in pink inmate. Yep. Outfits. Yep. They slept in, uh, Tents, we'll say. Yep. Their their housing units were tents, essentially. I feel better now. And uh, <laughs> they get pretty fucking hot. Well, it, oh, for one, it's, uh, I believe, a desert climate. It is. So there are two extremes there. Extreme hot and extreme cold, yes. Yeah, so you're just not having a good time. Yeah. Um, he made it so that they didn't want to come back. Yeah, because there are a lot of institutions, you know, federal prisons and so on and so forth, where inmates will fucking recommit crimes just to go back into prison. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you see it with a lot of people like like I always said, like if I ever became homeless, like legitimately homeless, had nowhere to go. I'll rob the shit out of somebody just so I can go to jail. Yeah, because at least there I've got, you know, three hots and a cot. Yep. I mean. It's a it's it's a shitty way to look at it, but it's a guaranteed place to live. Yeah. I mean, it might not be the best place, but it keeps you out of the elements. You know. So, I'll I'll say this, you know, uh good honor friends and family that they're They want to uh, honor her yeah, wishes. Yeah. Uh stupid as it may be. It's probably not going to happen. I want to touch on there was a there was a sentence you read about the systemic it was basically saying that like they didn't want to 
continue the state-sponsored violence because it led to a cycle of people, you know, basically. Uh, let me find it in here. Da, 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 da. Should not be used to further inflame narratives of fear, hatred, and vengeance, nor to advance putting public resources into policing, incarceration, or other state violence that perpetuates the cycles of violence that resulted in this tragedy. Okay, perpetuates the cycles of violence that resulted that in this resulted tragedy. In so this basically tragedy. what they're saying is... Um, <laughs> the the criminals are uh the criminals are not to blame it's the policing that the criminals are ex- that that's my takeaway from it my takeaway from it is yes that and also society is to blame um is the way i'm also hearing that is society is also to blame because it's a cycle yeah and we're not doing anything to break that cycle um and the issue therein well, I, no, the, 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 and I'll read the sentence again, nor to advance putting public resources into policing, incarceration, or other state violence that perpetuates the cycles of violence that I, resulted I, in this. I get that, but there, there is a societal component in that, um, because where does most policing occur? In, 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 the, in the, the society, in the, in the in, community. In the inner cities. Yeah. There's a societal component here. Yeah. Okay, I I can't remember which basketball player it was. I want to say it was Shaq. Might have been Magic Johnson. I'm pretty sure it was Shaq though. He goes and regularly. There's a ba- I can't remember which one it was. There's a basketball player that regularly goes and speaks to schools mm-hmm. and speaks to the youth. And he said that he hates the the differences between going to a predominantly white school and a predominantly black school mm-hmm. because he'll go he'll get on stage. And the first question he'll ask is, uh, how many people want to be professional athletes? And if he's at a predominantly white school, you'll see a couple of hands go up. Right. But then he's like, okay, how many people want to be doctors or lawyers? And then hands going up everywhere. Yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, so it's like 90% want to be doctors and lawyers. Maybe 10% want to be professional athletes. Yeah. He's like, you go to a predominantly black school and you're like, how many people want to be professional athletes? Complete inverse. Mm-hmm. 90% want to be professional athletes. And he says he hates that because he's like, this is our society telling our young minorities that all they can do is dribble a ball or rap or some kind of something like that. All they are is, can do is entertainment. That's how they're going to get out. They won't tell them, go be a doctor, go be a lawyer. See, one of the best memes that I've seen in regards to that, it was a, uh, it was, it was a picture taken from inside a courtroom, and it showed the bailiff, the attorney, and the person that was on trial. Yeah. All three men. Yeah. All three of them were black. And they were all a different part of the justice system. Yes. Yeah. And said that this picture 100%, 100% represents life choices. It, it it does, but it doesn't. It's it also represents society, because where did that lawyer grow up? He may have grew up in the inner city, but he may not have. I can almost guarantee that the person that was on trial probably grew up in the inner city, and when you were taught at a young age that you're not going to have the same opportunities because your school is just shittier. You have to you have to do what you have to do to survive. See, I don't 
100% agree with that. And the reason why, and we've talked about this on the show before, the school in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Where they don't have teachers. Yeah, I get that. And they graduated... 100%. 100%. And of that 100% of the student graduating class, like 97% had full-ride scholarships. I believe to Ivy League universities, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they. I don't think the full ninety-seven percent had Ivy League. Ivy League schools. I don't think the full ninety-seven percent had Ivy League, but more than half of them. But that is one community that said, in order to affect change in these young people's lives, we have got to do something different. Mm -hmm. Go to inner city Chicago. You will not find a school system that does that. You will not. You will, you will not find a single adult in that whole area that goes, in order to affect change in these young people's lives, we have got to stop doing what we've been doing. They won't do that. And, you know, personally, I think a lot of that has to do with the political party running the city. Partially, yes, but, I mean, look at the schools that we went to. I mean... This is a very red area. It is. Were our schools fucking top notch? Oh, fuck no. Hell no. I learned more outside of school than I learned in school. Dude, you remember when we were in high school, they changed the graduation exam requirements. Yeah, and the teachers couldn't pass it. (laughs) And more than half the teachers in the state, the ones who were supposed to be teaching us this stuff... Could not pass the graduation exam. The graduate, you had to, all four parts of the graduation exam, you had to pass in order to be eligible to graduate. Which actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've done away with that. I believe they have. Uh, Which is good because it's stupid that you have to pass a test to graduate. I mean, it is and it isn't because I do think that you need to be able to show that you have retained some of the knowledge at least that's what the classes are for because if you're taking math in school every year builds on what you learned last year right so if you pass your senior math class you had to have retained something because it builds same thing with science it builds Mm -hmm. history you learn more you go in depth it builds english it builds so, just by, by virtue of being a senior and having passed your class, you've proven that you've retained knowledge. See, but the thing is, the way they were doing it, you, know, you started taking the graduation exam in ninth grade. Eighth grade, if you were in the advanced, advanced. diploma, you could take the math portion. Um, but like, yeah, yeah. for the standard diploma, which I was on, you started taking the graduation exam in ninth grade. You had until 12th grade. So, you had four years. Yeah. To be able to pass all four. I passed all four of them my ninth grade year. Yeah. But the problem is, <laughs> I hadn't taken all of the stuff that I was supposed to learn in order to be able to pass that. I had teachers that couldn't pass it that were supposed to be teaching me the stuff that I needed to pass it. Yeah. So really and truly, I don't feel bad at all. My... uh 
Was it my ninth grade year that I fucked off in math? <laughs> Just the one? <laughs> yeah, it was my ninth grade year because my tenth grade year I had to retake it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a nine. Yeah. It was Miss um, Evans, as a matter of fact. Sure was. <laughs> had a nine in her class. Because while you were having Miss Evans, I had uh, old Keebler. Oh, Mr. Keebler. Because I was on advanced diploma because I am a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Yeah, um, I had a nine in her class. Not that I couldn't do it. This pissed her off more than anything. I would come, my uh, my ninth grade class was broken up with lunch. So I'd come in for the first half of class, go to lunch, come back for the second half of class. First half of class, I would come in and I would read a few chapters of a book that I was reading that had nothing to do with anything I was doing in school. Yeah, it was usually Tom Clancy. <laughs> no, the book I was reading at the time was On Point. Ah, I started off with On Point, and then later on in the semester, I finished that, and I started reading uh, Rambo, First Blood. Yeah. And then I'd go to lunch. I'd have lunch, be feeling nice and good, come back into her class, lay my head down, take a nap. Yeah, I did that many times, too. And she'd be walking around the class, passing out an assignment, and she'd wake me up. Mr. Sanders, are you going to do this assignment? I'd take it, look at it, and hand it back to her. Nope. Put my head back down, go back to sleep. Yep. Then on Friday, very first thing we had to do when we got in there was take a test. I'd take the test, and I'd pass it. Pissed her off more than anything. She didn't know that you'd figure out how to learn through osmosis. (laughs) That's a smart joke. (laughs) And if you can't figure it out, I'm not going to explain it. People listening. That's that's a science thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. It pissed her off more than anything because I wouldn't do any of the work all week, and then I'd pass the fucking test we had on Friday. Dude, I spent more time in high school writing lyrics. I remember. Than I did doing anything else. Lyrical evolution. There is so much stuff I wrote in high school. I wrote albums worth of material Mm -hmm. like literal out like albums and that's all we did you and i both we wrote out an entire album's worth of songs yeah and that was just the ones that you know you knew about (laughs) i still remember one of the ones that i wrote and actually put music to i don't remember that. fade into darkness yeah, I, I'll have to take your word on that one because I don't remember that one. Uh, but yeah, I spent the majority of my time writing music. As a matter of fact, I remember the inspiration that I used to uh, write the guitar part for that was, um, fuck, what was the name of that band we listened to? There was something like Birmingham or something. Adelaide, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 Adelaide. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, the, not Tonight? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I that that song was actually the inspiration for the guitar part that I wrote for Fade into Darkness. Yeah. See, I I wrote that's all I did was write lyrics. And you know that actually that actually paid off for me yeah. later in life because I wound up being in bands and playing shows and traveling region regionally, not never nationally. And here's here's the thing about that as a musician, you know, I've played in dive bars and, you know, playing covers is good and all that other stuff. But for the most part, 
and pe- and people like to hear bands that play covers. You know, when I was up in Minnesota a few weeks ago, yeah, we had a uh, live band playing at our anniversary dinner for uh, my company. All they played was covers. Yeah. And they were good. And they had a huge fucking range. I mean, they played ACDC. Um, and actually did a really good job fucking with... Dude sounded pretty damn close to fucking... One of the old screaming vocals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude sounded really fucking close to... Uh, what's his fucking name? I don't um, know. It's not... It's, not Angus, is it? No, Angus was a guitar player. Yeah, that's right. Angus yeah. Young played guitar. Uh, I, can't I never the know name. their vocalist's name. I don't. <laughs> Whichever. It was the one that was deaf. Yeah. Tone deaf or just deaf? <laughs> uh. But, I mean, they played ACDC. They played Johnny Cash. Like They were all over the fucking place. Yeah. And they sounded really fucking good. All they played was covers. I'm sure they probably have some original stuff. But no one wants to hear it. But all they did was covers. My brother, my half-brother, I should say, he's a musician, um, well enough that one of his songs actually made it in the top 25 over in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of his original songs. So he plays a lot of, uh, he actually likes to play in uh, Mexican restaurants. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. He he does. That's one of his favorite venues to play is Mexican restaurants. He'll go. It's all white people. <laughs> He'll go. <laughs> fucking argue with me. <laughs> He'll go. He'll go to Huntsville, um, Southern Middle Tennessee, all over those places. And yeah. he's got regular venues that he plays. He does uh, special occasions, um, but. Yeah, he writes originals. He plays covers. Like he he actually has a good mix for his show where he'll play, you know, like four or five covers, and then he'll do one of his original songs. Yeah, and then he'll do like four or five more covers, and then he'll throw in another original that he wrote. Yeah, it was it was kind of that way around here. Um, the first the the first band I was ever in. That like actually practice not not that bullshit we did because we never got together and practiced a damn thing. <laughs> and at that time we could fucking barely play guitar. Yeah, I mean we we knew cowboy chords, but I wouldn't get in. And nowhere. somehow you expected me to be the fucking lead guitarist. That's just what I wanted you to do. I just <laughs> I didn't feel like putting the time and energy into learning that shit. But uh, the first band I was ever actually in the hours and tragedy, yeah, metal band. Was- What's funny is we both started out as drummers. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. Um, but that 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 first band, we had a ten song set list. Uh huh. Five covers, five originals. No, actually, no, not not five originals. We didn't have five originals. We had three originals. So we had eight covers and three originals. Uh, That's eleven songs. Yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> Seven covers, three originals. I fucked that up. Math, uh, advanced diploma, math, huh? <laughs> I graduated college too. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Alabama, <laughs> where ten equals eleven. <laughs> no, we uh we played some kitty because like fucking kitty. We had oh, a, we, yeah. we had a female vocalist. <laughs> female vocalist metal band have to play kitty. Of it course, just, it, it was just how that worked. We played some kitty. We played some Deftones. Fucking love the Deftones. Played some Marilyn Manson stuff. That nice, was fucking nice. cool. But then we had our our, our three originals. Um, the first one was pretty good. The uh, the guitar parts were pretty basic. 
Was this uh, initials uh, MB? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, she was the vocalist. Okay. Uh, little, little Cody was the drummer. Oh, little Cody. Dude, he played the fuck out of a drum set. Oh, uh, yeah? That motherfucker was good. Uh, funny story about that. Like, so we're in a, we're, we're in a metal band, right? Right. And I had this little piece of shit drum set. Okay. Cody didn't have a drum set. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll bring my little piece of shit over there and it's something to practice on. Right. Uh, so he had that and this little single beater on the bass drum. Mm -hmm. And then we, we upgraded the drum set to like a little, I think it was a Pearl or Tama kit, but we upgraded that, upgraded that drum set and still only had a single beater. So I knew the I knew the drummer for Candle Fuse because uh -huh. I worked with him, and I was like, "Hey, um, you got any double pedals?" He was like, "Actually, I'm looking to get rid of a double pedal," and it was an Iron Cobra. And I was like, "Well, how much do you want for it?" He was like, "80 bucks." So we, I give him the 80 bucks. He brings me the double pedal. I was like, "Cody, here," <laughs> and I just hand him this double pedal. I've never used a double pedal before in my life. Cody's never used a double pedal before in his life. He hooks it up and then just... I was like, where the fuck did that come from and how did you do it? <laughs> this, this fuck... God, he was like 16 at the time. This 16-year-old kid sits down with this drum set and sounds like a fucking phenomenal drummer in the span of 32 seconds. <laughs> so that's how... And, and then from then on, we're like, okay, so metal's the way we're going. <laughs> See, I still remember when we were in high school, when we were in the band, we had that shitty-ass fucking trap set. Oh, it was dog it was shit. garbage. Which is funny because it was a pearl. It was. And we never fucking used... Like, the only thing we used it for was we'd get to band practice and or fucking band class early, and we'd just go in there and fucking wail on that. Yeah. and that's But we never actually used it. Like, they had it for several fucking years before we ever came along. And I think they originally used it for concert season. Yeah, that's that's actually the drum set that I learned how to play trap on. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how. When I first started the band, I didn't know how to play a fucking drum. <laughs> like, at all. I couldn't read music. I remember one of the first songs that I learned to play on trap was the fucking drum set from, or the drum part from Voodoo. Yeah. yeah which is really, really easy. It really, really is. <laughs> but, like, that's the drum set I learned on, because, like, when I started, I couldn't play a fucking note. Like, I was like, I don't know shit. And Henson needed drummers, so I was like, I'll play drums. And then, like, something about drumming, it just clicked. Yeah. Like, I still, to this day, if you put drum music in front of me, I'm like, I can't read that. I mean, I can basically figure it out. Like, I know 16th notes in 30 seconds. Yeah. But you start subdividing all that and putting weird fucking rest in that. Like, I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> Somebody listen to it. I'll just write something else. I'm That's not. basically what 90% of our band career in high school was. was like, We're I'm not fucking playing this shit. <laughs> like, I'm not taking the time to learn that when I can probably play something better. So, fuck that. But, yeah, I sat down on that drum set, and for, like, the first month, this foot didn't foot. <laughs> I couldn't do the foot and the hands at the same time. I still... <laughs> like, I just couldn't do it. Oh, God. That made band class really interesting every time we fucking did that shit. And <laughs> started the... Here's the music we're playing for Martins. Fuck that. <laughs> we're going to come up with our own shit. And then we'd be practicing one day, and Henson would cut us off. Sanders, what are you playing? At measure 32. 
<laughs> Probably not what's on the paper. <laughs> there was one time I answered that honestly. I think you may have been absent that day. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember you being there because you would have pissed yourself laughing. But it was. It was when we were both playing snare. It was that the children of Sanchez year. Yeah. And we kind of played that part. That was the first time he got us music that actually had a decent snare part to it. But we changed a lot about it, and we were just like, okay, we know the premise of the song. Yeah. We're going to add shit in rolls and diddles and tight and all this stuff. And we took that and fucked it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, I think you were absent that day because we were playing. And he was like, hey, Lassiter, what are you playing at this measure? I said, buddy, I tell you what, you tell me and we'll both know. <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, we have changed so much about this drum part. I don't know what the original, I haven't seen the original since fucking June, buddy. <laughs> like, it's October. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm playing here. I just know that it sounds good. See, what's interesting is I found, I was going through some stuff the other day. I found the cassette tape recording from the drum judge at the Pell City Marching Festival yeah. that year. Yeah, I listened to it the other day. <laughs> she brought that shit over with a tape recorder. I was like, oh, they still make you? Holy shit. <laughs> How do I drive this low-tech thing? Uh, button. Oh, it's working. Cool. <laughs> and it was funny because, like, I was listening to it, and I haven't listened to this tape in years. For one, it reminded me how shitty the band sounded. It was bad. Like, we were nothing to write home about as a band. Yeah. The drum line, on the other hand. Was a bright spot. We we were we were that little uh, we were that little light at the end of the tunnel, um, and that is solely because we didn't listen. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounds like just arrogant shithead stuff, but had we listened to our band director, we would not have became really good drummers because he himself was not a drummer. Yes, he was he was a saxophone player. Saxophone players cannot teach drummers how to drum. Now, the thing, the reason why, and you know, we can pun intended, we can toot our own, we can toot our own horn a little bit. Um, we as as a band up until my senior year had never won best in class percussion. Nope, at any marching competition, we came close one year. Um, I think that was the other year you and I played snare drum together. Well, we came close. Then it was two years because we we were a tenth of a point off when Danny was on snare one year. We oh, were, we, yeah. We were off by a tenth of a point. Then that would have been our very first year. Yeah. Um, we were off that year. We were off by a tenth of a point. But we had never won best in class percussion at any marching festival until my senior year. True. And that tape... That I found feels weird saying tape. Yeah, it's not a CD. <laughs> it's not a thumb drive with a file. I know it's a fucking tape. It's like yeah. a set tape. That tape was the recording from the marching competition where we won best in class percussion. And might I add, man, ripped off drumline hard. Oh, f 
We and ripped the Blue off Devils. Drumline and the fucking 2004 Blue Devil show. God, we ganked that fucking. Oh, my God. It's right at the end of the drum feature, too. We were just like, oh, that part, that, that thing that they do? Yeah, we're taking that. And we're going to do it with two snare drummers. Because yep. easier. Yep. <laughs> it's easier to do that maneuver with that sticking with two snare drummers than it is with 12. Yeah. Because it's harder to fuck it up between two people. Yep. Um, Which we did fuck it up the first time we did it because you were not clear. (laughs) 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 Because I distinctly remember I said, are we tight sticking this or are we diddling this? And you didn't give me an answer. So you tight sticked it and I diddled it. And Hanson was like, y'all got to do something with that. I was like, well, it's the same fucking thing. It's just played differently. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're playing the same amount of notes. But the visual was off, so. Yeah. We had to fix that. Uh, but, yeah, we, sw- we we did switch it to the tight sticking. Which was better. It was. Um, until I fucked it up. And what's, <laughs> as bad as I fucked it up, like, that was a drum solo. Nothing was playing but me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I fucked up that part. <laughs> Yeah, because I'd already quit by that point. And we still won best-in-class percussion. You got to push that tight sticking, buddy. Yep. <laughs> push all the way to the end. Push all the way through the singles. Yeah. But Old uh, Kent Morrow from Henry County High School in Atlanta, Georgia. See, I, I, you know, now that I'm older and have more experience playing drums, I think that would have sounded cooler if we had tight-sticked most of that and then triple it diddled out. That would have been really fucking cool. Yeah. Like at the end, just way fucking cool. But back then, we didn't know that triple it diddle fucking existed. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> but that, that, that would Of course, been. there was also that one time that we did paradiddles and we didn't even realize we were doing paradiddles. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Having a drum judge going, oh, nice pair of What the fuck? Oh, fuck, we are! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Like, we literally sat there and played the part, and we were like, oh, fuck, that really is a pair Had no, like, we changed that part, and that's just the way we played, wound up with the sticking. We were like, it makes sense to do this. And it just wound up being a rudiment. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, we thought we discovered the wheel with that shit. <laughs> no, that had already been invented. <laughs> like, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I still just, we're sitting there. We had to listen to every single section, every single section's fucking judge tape. Yeah. And then we get to the drum part. It's like, yeah, yeah, we want to listen now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were attentive. We, we were attentive at that point. We and like, yeah. I remember it was it was a female judge. Yes, it, it was. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. I want to say it was. Uh, I want to say it was a county marching festival that we were at. Yeah, well, county exhibition. But yeah, yeah, county exhibition. Right. But uh, but yeah, I, I hear. Uh, oh, nice paradiddle. And I remember look at we both looked at each other like we did that same. Like, what? <laughs> oh shit! We are doing paradiddles. <laughs> yeah, like had no clue. It was that was an unknown unknown. That's some shit we didn't know. We didn't know. <sighs> it was good fucking times though. But yeah, like 
back to what we were originally talking trap set that that's where i learned how to play trap set yeah um oh god do you remember the trap set arcade at the fucking six flags i spent a literal hundred dollars on this motherfucker <laughs> Like, I just kept pumping quarters into it. Yes. I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing a trap set. It's so much fun. We took a we took a band trip to Six Flags in actually, Atlanta I, I one year. I feel like that was really, I feel like that was actually Dollywood. No, it was. Because it was, I've been to Six Flags since then and have not ever seen that machine again. I'm sure it probably did not last much longer after we got done with it. We took that fucking arcade over. Well, that, that, that section. That, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was the arcade over by the uh, the Mindbender roller coaster. Sure, we'll go with that. And um, oh my god, yeah, we were at Six Flags for fuck. We got there at like what, like nine o'clock yeah, in the morning. Like, we got there at open. <laughs> yeah, we got there when it opened, and we didn't leave till it closed. Yeah, and we probably spent better part of like three hours in that arcade. Just playing the drum machine. I didn't play any other games. <laughs> like I went in there with the with the sole purpose of playing video games, and then I heard a thing and I turned. I was like, "Holy shit!" They got a drum simulator, and like literally, you would put coins in or tokens in because you had to get tokens, and you would pick a song, and then you played the song. Yeah, it, it was had, like um, it was like Guitar Hero for drums. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. Drum Hero. <laughs> Before that was a thing. Yeah, they had, uh, I remember they had Smells Like Teen Spirit on there. Yeah. Which we just fucking tore that shit up. That's the only drum part I could play at that point. <laughs> Actually, um, that's not true because I turned around and played, uh, it's a Marilyn Manson cover. Oh my God. Sweet Dreams. I played Sweet Dreams. I actually knew the drum part to that one. I mean, that one's not hard. <laughs> but I didn't know it. <laughs> uh, and I played, see, I remember playing Beautiful People too. The Beautiful People. But yeah, like so much money was spent on that. Yes. Oh my god, it we was... spent a metric fuck ton of tokens in that machine. <laughs> yeah, it was good times. Like they were probably thinking about getting rid of that machine, and then we came in, and then they're like, okay, maybe we'll hold on to this a little longer. They were like, did it? Did, did, hold, why did we just make three hundred dollars in three hours? <laughs> Who the fuck? Pull up the video. Who was two kids? <laughs> Are you, Jesus Christ, get four more of those. All arcades get those. Get like, because I remember there was other band kids in there with us and they were like, we want to play. We're like, you're not drummer. Shut the fuck up. Get away. You can't even play this. You don't know how. Oh God. That's like when Guitar Hero first came out. Dude, I'm talking the OG Guitar Hero for PlayStation 2. I love Guitar Hero. Like. I was in the military when it came out. I was not. And I'd gone into Best Buy one day. And this was back when, you know, you could still like demo video games in the store and shit. Yeah, I miss those days. <laughs> and they had a Guitar Hero demo set up. And there was this kid in there who was just fucking going to town, man. Like, couldn't play it for shit. <laughs> but just going to town, enjoying life. Just living the good times. And I'm like, yeah, man, let me check that out. This looks pretty interesting. I played a little bit. Okay, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. I could get behind this. Give it back to the kid, and kid's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar with this. No, you're not. No. 
<laughs> like the only thing I could see you learning how to do with this is how to hold the guitar. No, that's not entirely true. You had to be able to play the rhythms. So like you're learning picking, you technically like for chords, so da, 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 you're you're learning that. But that's about it. I mean, that's if you like you were you were holding on to the fucking pick bar like it was a pick. I didn't though. Like I I, I kept my thumb and index finger open and I fucking I actually got to the point I played that shit like it was a fucking Balron. <laughs> dude, I, I literally got to the point where I would like grab a pick and use a pick to play the pick bar. <laughs> uh that was actually fun. Like I literally just thumb and index finger open and and I just up and down to that shit. Which by the way, uh you play Guitar Hero three, I'm sure. Oh of course. Did you play Raining Blood? Yes. Okay, you know that opening section that Yeah. Yeah, you know, I cheated the fuck out of that because I got tired of doing it, and I found out that you could just go, you could just like play alternating accented triplets, and it would fucking work every time. <laughs> so instead of just doing the gallus, I go, and it fucking registered every. I'm like, oh, I found a cheat for the system because I'm fucking drummer. But uh, the next time I got paid, and Guitar Hero was expensive back then. It was like a hundred bucks, like a hundred fifty. Like, it was fucking stupid. Like, I was like... Yeah, but that was because you had to buy the guitar to begin with. Well, yeah. I mean, you had to buy the package set and everything. So it was the game and the guitar and all that shit, yeah. But after that, you were good to go. Yeah. Um, so I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to pick this up. So I go in. It's like, it was like a week later after I got paid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go pick it up. Go pick it up. Kid is still in there just fucking going to town on this shit. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you're, you're, you're not going to learn how to play guitar with this. Just no. just just pick up a real guitar and go to guitartabs.com. I, I went to Ultimate Guitar, which pisses Ultimate me off. Ultimate Guitar, yeah. Which yeah. pisses me off because you can't do that anymore. They have an app. Yeah, fuck that app. You got to pay money. I'm not paying money for a fucking tab. When I, when I got, and I did pay for it, but when I got it, I only paid like five bucks for lifetime access. I don't give a shit. I've been getting tabs for free since <laughs> 2001. <laughs> I ain't paying for tabs. <laughs> Eat my ass. I will go somewhere else and find tabs. Like, because I mean, there were other. So I mean, you can get free tabs on there without having to pay for it. If for one, you have to be on a computer. And here's why: I was trying to look up a tab the other day on my phone. I don't have the app. It will not let me look at the tabs on my phone without the app. And I'm like, fuck you! I'm not downloading your stupid fucking app. So and I'm not giving you money either. You can still look up free tabs on the app. Yeah, but I don't have the app, so I'm not doing it. I'm just saying, download the app. I want you can skip app. through all the sign-up bullshit, and you can search for tabs on here. The only thing you have to pay for is if you're going to be doing like the pro tabs and shit like that. <laughs> See, back in the day, I had a uh, <clears throat> copy of Guitar Pro. Yep. And uh, yeah, a little... A little. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like, I had a Jack Sparrowed copy of <laughs> Guitar Pro, and I love that software. Right. I used to download the Pro Tabs. So free. Yep. And that was like, that was like uh, Rocksmith without the rock. Like, you didn't have. Like, <laughs> it was just the Smith. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you were like literally looking at the guitar tab and it was playing it for you. And you're like, oh, okay. So that's how that goes. Uh, oh, so that's what that little thing does. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I've got the app. 
Fuck you can app. you can get free tabs on here. That app's stupid. I hate that app. See, the other thing I like about it is it's got a chromatic tuner. I don't need that. Which, you know, comes in handy when I was playing guitar. Yeah, I don't so much need that. And, like, I needed to say I was out and about, went to a party or something like that, and uh, my shit sounds a little bit off. Uh, let me just make sure I'm tuned right here. Okay, I'm good to go. Yeah, see, if I can, if I have access to a cell phone, because I usually play in drop C. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, all I need to do is literally go to YouTube and pull up through Struggle by As I Lay Dying, because the first note is open, bam, and I'm just like, okay, that top string's good, top string's good, I can get everything else. So, like, I would, yep. that's how I used to tune my guitar, is I would just open up that song and just play it, and I would hit the open string when they did, and I'm like, okay, that's good, and then I would tune the rest of the guitar down, and I'd be like, all right, we're good to go. Yep. And from there... Once I have it in tune to drop C, I can go anywhere I need to go. I can go up to standard. I can go all the way down to drop A. Yep. Just because my guitar is in tune. Yep. <sighs> Good times. Good old days. Yeah. We're going to leave it there. We've, we've rambled enough about our music dealings. And fucking movies. <laughs> Which there is some music I'm going to show you after we get off of here because it's fucking hilarious. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.